0: Welcome to Celebration Church's podcast. We hope this helps you to know God better and trust Him more. To learn more about Celebration Church, please visit us at CelebrationChurchLive.com. And we are now going to get into the fourth part of our Aloha series. And who's going to... got my buddy, Mike Ramirez, is going to help me preach this morning. And so... uh, I don't know what to do with my hands, and so he's going to do it for me. And so he's going to be doing. It. If you were with us uh, this past fall when we did our uh, Created to Create series, Mike helped us kick it off, and uh, he's an amazing artist. And so while I am speaking, he's going to be painting, and we're going to make a bring about a message together in this. So you ready, Mike? All right. Well, let's do it. You've got your U you version open, you've got your bulletin ready to rock, well then we are going to be, we've been kicked off with this concept that the hellos and the goodbyes of the epistles help us to embrace all that God has for us. The alohas of the scriptures, the hellos and the goodbyes. Um, We're familiar with the idea that aloha on the uh, Hawaiian Islands um, that uh, it is used for both hello and goodbye. Although um, that's not what it actually means. It actually means peace. It actually means grace. Um, It actually it actually means these uh, beautiful words of, of mercy and and that is what aloha actually means. And so as they are greeting one another With the word aloha, they're actually extending these beautiful things that you and I as Christ fathers ought to be extending to everybody we meet. And so as we look at the openings and the closings of the epistles where Paul or Peter or John is saying hello and saying goodbye. We are seeing these amazing things, these amazing truths that are being released in here. And um, anyways, and so as we as we look at that, uh, today we're about to look at something called aiki. And so I, if I'm pronouncing that wrong, please, somebody who speaks Hawaiian, correct me. And so, but I could not find a pronunciation guide on it. But this is a word you probably don't know. We've looked at mahalo, we've looked at ohana, we've looked at aloha, some words that we kind of know that happen to actually fit with the, this Passages of scripture, but today we're looking at something that means identity or to know. Because as we get into these uh, epistles, every time, every time, whether it is uh, Paul or whether it's Peter or John, every time they say hello, every time they get going, there's grace and peace, and then they drop some nugget of who god is some identity he's always sliding that in there on who god is um those of y'all who've been around here a while know that cutie and i have seven kids so if you're new to us yes there's seven children um they're ours and so the rage from 24 the Good-looking guy up here with the guitar singing is uh, our oldest, and so we've got a little five-year-old running around this building, pretty much running the show, making everything happen here. Uh, she will boss you around. So, uh, um, anyways, but uh, uh, so we've got a, a house full of kids and. So Carson, our youngest son, who's 16 now, but a few years ago, um, he was uh, napping. It may have been on a Sunday afternoon. We, we like Sunday afternoon naps at our house. And so he uh, was napping there on the couch, and there's a number of us in the living room. And it was time to move on with the day. And Carson is an Olympic napper. He's very good at it. And so he was napping, and he was napping Hard and so I went over there to wake him up. And with Carson, you can wake Carson up and he's not actually awake, he's like. Functioning like he's mildly awake and his eyes are open and he may even respond to you, but he's not actually awake. And it's taken me some time to figure that out as a dad. I'd, and he would just then kind of fall back asleep and go back to sleep. So he was sleeping in the living room on the couch, and I go to wake him up, and I was like, "Carson, it's time. It's time to get up. We got We got stuff to do." And so, and he just kind of, you know, sloughs me off, and and so I say, "Carson," and he his eyes pop open. And it's just real shocked. And he's, his eyes pop on, and I say, Carson, it's time to get up. And he just looks at me square in the face and he says, who are you? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, Lord, come out of him. <laughs> oh, geez, I'm going to need some help. We're going to need some prayer over this kid. And he's just staring at me and, and finally realized he's not actually awake yet. And so we had to wake him up, but we do that in our house. It's an inside joke in our house from that moment because everybody's just cracking up because he's just, who are you? And uh, But the truth is, is that as you and I begin to kind of come out of our slumber and awaken to the idea that there's a God of creation who loves us and cares about us, Who he is is the number one question in our minds. Who is this God of the universe? Who are you, Lord? And that is why throughout the epistles, with all of these greetings, one of the first things Paul does, one of the first things Peter does, or John, or the writer of Hebrews does, begins to impart these these nuggets, these concepts, these, these brush strokes of who God is so we can begin to have a picture of who he is. The identity of God is not something that wants to be concealed. But something that wants to be revealed. Galatians chapter 1 verse 3. Says grace and peace to you. From God our father. And the Lord Jesus Christ. This is his, his, his opening salvo. He's getting going. He's got the aloha stuff. Grace and peace to you. From God our father. The mahalo. So we've got the aloha. The, the, uh, we've got the ohana going on. Our father. Who gave himself. For our sins to rescue us from this present evil age. In case you guys over there in Galatia forgot about who Jesus is. Maybe you forgot about what this is we're talking about. I want you to understand the Lord Jesus Christ who gave himself for our sins to rescue us from the present evil age according To the will of God our Father. God wanted us to be rescued. God wanted our sins to be dealt with. This is who our God is. And he comes out right off the bat. Reminding of these are people. this, This isn't brand new information to them. He's writing to believers. But he doesn't want them to forget. Over and over we see this in the scriptures. I could have turned this into a series all by itself. And I, my notes got longer and longer and longer as the week went. And I had to pull them all down and just get this idea. God wants you to know him. He wants to be known. God is not trying to keep you at a distance. God is not trying to keep it all mysterious. God wants to be known. God wants to be understood. God wants to be active in your life. And see, knowing God better is vital to trusting Him more. We talk about it all the time here at Celebration Church. We want to know God better and trust Him more. Know God better and trust Him more. Knowing God better is vital. It is vital to trusting Him more. We understand how to interact with God when we know Him. A couple of weeks ago, I shared with you all about our... Um, the vandal who tried to steal our copper. And so that got handled. And praise God, it's nice and crispy cool in here, isn't it? That's awesome. And so the AC's rolling. Uh, and so and that happened on a Tuesday. That started on a Tuesday. Uh, well, the very next Tuesday... Um, then I check my email. Again, we have our board meetings. Cutie's like, you, you elders, y'all need to pray about what's happening in those meetings because every Tuesday, some, somebody's attacking us. Well, I get, I open my email, and there's an email from Lauren Ramirez who handles a lot of our graphics and our media and a lot of our stuff around here. And um, So I open an email, and it says, have you been hacked? Has your email been hacked? And I'm like, what on earth is this? Well, sure enough... Sure enough, somebody had gone on to our website and had figured out kind of who was in charge and who might would be requested to do things and had cloned my email. They couldn't spell the word church. They didn't do a very good job with that. And, um, but cloned my email and then emailed our team as me asking them to run an errand and to put $500 on a Steam play card. And then reveal the code to them, so that because I was supposedly doing this for a cancer patient, and so and so they were emailed, and an email just to almost every person on our church. You look at our church website; who's on our team? They all their emails are on there, and they got emailed with this fake email from me, asking this for this five hundred dollars. So or Lauren gets the email at seven thirty one. At seven thirty two, she sends an email to me saying, "Have you been hacked?" She never opened the email and there was the dead giveaway was that for her was that the subject line said, hello, Lauren. Seems pretty reasonable, right? As soon as she read that, she, we email so much all the time and have for years. She's like, you would have never said hello, Lauren in the subject line. The subject would have been whatever it was we were going to talk about. And then I would have said, hello, Lauren, maybe. Or I would have said, what's up, JoJo? Or I would have said something that had, was more personal than that. But she knew there was so much interaction between the two of us via email that she just saw the subject line. She just saw, the, hello, Lauren, in the subject line and was like, bing, something's terribly wrong. She didn't open it. She didn't thought maybe there was a virus attached to it. And immediately sends me an email, have you been hacked? Just because of one little big thing that on the outside would have never thrown suspicion at all unless you knew one another. Unless you had the interaction. See, the enemy comes and he takes advantage of our ignorance. He takes advantage of the place that we haven't leaned in and we don't really know who our Heavenly Father is. And he takes advantage of those moments. And 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 uses them to begin to get us off track. But when we know who he is, we recognize that's not in the nature of my heavenly father. That's not in the nature of who he is. I'm not gonna fall into that mess. I'm gonna come back and say, God, is is this really what's going on right here? Is this really what's happening? We're gonna lean in because we understand who he is. Here's what's funny is my son Weston, who we don't email. We don't. I talk to Weston face-to-face, and I text him. I don't email him. He got the email. Weston went to the store. (laughs) He went to the store. He gave me permission. He told me to. And so but he went to the store, and then he emails the person back, I can't find those cards. (laughs) And they're like, a Google Play card will be just fine. And so, anyway, so then, he ends up, he finally is like, Dad, are you, are you wanting me to, are you, oh, because I can't, because they said my phone is busted. That's why I'm emailing. This is what the, the liar said. And so, and then I ended up, I texted him to do something while he was at the store. And he's like, Dad, are you emailing me? I was like, no. He's like, oh, and he comes home. He's like, he was so mad. He had a blast jacking with that person all day long. Man, he told them, I just put the cash on your desk. You can go do it. And they're like, oh, my gosh. My money is on the desk. And so anyways, he had a blast just messing with them all day long because they had messed with him. And um, But the that thing was, is he didn't interact with me that way. He lives at my house. And he didn't, but he didn't interact with me that way. So he didn't pick up on the little things. He didn't pick up on it. But the person who interacted with me in that form knew immediately that that was not me. God wants us to know Him and to be able to connect with Him in that kind of way. Second Peter, uh, one two says, "Grace and peace be yours in abundance. Grace and peace, this aloha in abundance, be yours in abundance. How?" through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and goodness. He's given us everything we need, but if we don't know it, We miss out on it. He's given us everything. Your relationship with God has more benefits than you can wrap your mind around, people. Praise God that we've stepped over from death to life. Praise God. Heaven is our home. Praise God. We have a a, a daily relationship with God. But folks, your blessings and your benefits go so much deeper, so much deeper than that. He's given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of him. That's why we keep growing in our knowledge. Because you begin to find out the depths of his riches. You begin to find out the depths of what he's done for you. It is so amazing. Ephesians 1.3 says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. See, we need to know the identity of who Jesus is and why he came. Hebrews opens right out of the box. No, what's up, guys? No, anything like that? And he opens up right out of the box and he says, In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son whom he appointed heir of all things, and through whom he's made the universe. The Son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. And after he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. This is what Hebrews opens up with is this beautiful expression of who God is, who Jesus is, that Jesus is the exact representation. Folks, this is why we lean so heavily, so heavily on the New Testament. This is why we lean so heavily on who Jesus is and and what the, the Pauline letters and all of the epistles tell us of how to interact with God. Not that the Old Testament doesn't have relevance, but we did not really understand God until Jesus came along. Jesus is the exact representation. We had these ideas. We had these these pictures. We had these things that get pieced together. But none of it makes sense. Full sense until Jesus comes on the scene. Jesus came on the scene to reveal the Father. He came on the scene so we would be able to know who God is. 1 John 5 verse 20 says, And we know also... That the Son of God has come and has given us understanding. So that we may know Him who is true. And we are in Him who is true. By being in His Son, Jesus Christ. He is the true God and eternal life. Dear children, keep yourselves from idols. Mic drop. That's how it ends. That's how it ends. He just And He wants us to understand who He is. So real quickly... We're going to look at some of these attributes that get revealed about who God is in these openings and closings, these alohas of the scriptures. And one of the first ones we see is that God is a God of comfort in our troubles. Second Corinthians 2, I mean 1, verse 2 says, Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Father of what? of compassion and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. For just as we share abundantly in the sufferings of Christ, so also our comfort abounds through Christ. God wants to be with you in the middle of it all. He comforts us in our trouble. John 16, 33, Jesus says, I have told you these things so that so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. Don't be surprised when trouble comes. Jesus said it would come. He's, but here's the other, the rest of it. It says, but take heart. I have overcome the world. We don't have to be freak out and to be knocked all over the place when some trouble comes along. Because Jesus has overcome. We rest in the fact that he is the overcomer. God also completes the good work that he begins in us. So many times we can be frustrated because we're not there yet. Because we still have issues. We still have problems. We still have stuff that comes up. But guess what? God is the one who completes the work. He completes it. Philippians 1 verse 3 says, I thank my God every time I remember you. Remember the the mahalo. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to the completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Paul was thankful because he knew God was still at work. God was still at work. He's going to bring about a place of completion in their lives. 1 Thessalonians 5, this is where Paul is closing his letter. It says, may God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. This is a word we only use in church, sanctify. But this is this place of being set apart. Of being, of being made what we ought to be. This sanctification. And he says that God himself is going to sanctify you. So many times we feel like we're supposed to sanctify ourselves. No. No, that's when we end up with being self-righteous. And that's, and that's putrid. That, that's, that's, nobody likes that. But when we let God work, as He will sanctify us through and through, may your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful, and He will do it. We lean on Him to complete what He started. Hebrews 13 says, Now may the God of peace who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, equip you with every, with every good for doing his will. And may he work in us what is pleasing to him through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. He's the one doing it. He's the one at work. He's also a God that meets our needs. Philippians four nineteen. It says, and my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. To our God and the Father be the glory forever and ever. Amen. He's the one that meets our needs. He's the one that we can rely on. He's the one who is active in in taking care of everything in our lives. That he's the one who, who is they're in our troubles. He's the one who brings about completion. And if there's any lack, he's the one that's going to meet it. And we have to have an awareness. An awareness of who he is. I always remember the story of the guy who had, who had always wanted to, to come across the Atlantic Ocean. And he was, lived there in Europe. And he had worked and worked and worked, and, worked and, saved and saved and saved and saved and scrimped together enough boat fare to be able to come across and that he barely got enough money to come across and come to the U.S. And he knew it was going to the journey was going to take a couple of weeks by boat. And he got together a big uh, chunk of cheese and some crackers, and that was what he was going to do. He had just enough money to pay for the to pay for the place to, to sleep and be able to get across. So he gets on the boat, carries his stuff, goes into his room and waits for the boat to get on the other side and every day as he would just kind of walk around and get his exercise he would see people going in and having these wonderful meals and having all of this this time and he would sit there and go man that looks so good I would love to be able to enjoy that I'd love to be able to have that food and he would go back and he would cut him off a hunk of cheese and he would have his stale crackers and he would eat that and and get along and finally as as he was about to get off the boat he mentioned he said man he said I just saw everybody enjoying all this and tells one of the 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 workers on the boat he says man I I, I wish that I would have thought about it, and I would have put a little extra money aside, and I could have enjoyed my trip a lot better, and he says, what are you talking about, he said, well, I didn't pay, I, I, when I, I didn't have enough money to pay for the, pay for the food, and I, I just brought cheese and crackers, and he said, sir, um, the, the cost of your ticket included all of that, every meal that was there, there was a place set for you every day at every meal, and he just didn't know, He just didn't know that there was so much more included, so much more provided for him and was just his own ignorance from it made him get across and get through on a whole lot less than what was provided for him. And so many times, believers think, you know what? One day I'm just going to scrape through this life. I'm just going to get through. I'm going to white knuckle it. And one day I'm going to be in heaven and everything is going to be okay. But God is a God who's present in our troubles. He's a God who meets our needs. He's a God who's provided everything we need for life and godliness. Folks, this life is bigger in Christ than we can even begin to understand. And in that, He's also our peace. 2 Corinthians 3.16 says, Now may the God of peace himself give you peace at all times and in every way. The Lord be with you all. God himself, who is our peace, give you peace. God is our peace and he wants to impart peace into you. Paul, I, Paul, write this greeting in my own hand. This is the distinguishing mark in all my letters This is how I write. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Over and over again we see that the writers of the scriptures were using their pen. And with every pen stroke, they were imparting a piece of who God is. With every stroke of their pen, they they were wanting to make sure, whether they were saying hello, or they were saying goodbye, or any of the meaty stuff in between, that they wanted us to understand the identity of who God is in our lives. And that is the whole point. He doesn't want it to remain a mystery. He wants his identity, he wants who he is to be revealed. And just as the master painter here, Wants this uh, the identity of who Jesus is to be revealed. When we see them come together, we see who he is and what he has done. He's not a God who is distant and uncaring. But he is a God who reaches out, who meets our needs, who takes care of us. Who starts a work and carries it on to completion. He is our peace. He is everything we need. And every brush stroke, in the artist's hand, every pen stroke, in the author's hand. Was to to reveal who our Heavenly Father is. He wants you to know who He is. He wants you to know who He is. Folks, our bottom line today is that when you know God better... You can trust him more. Any place where you feel a little tension, say, God, I, I believe, help my unbelief. God, I'm having trouble in, my, in, in dealing with my children. Lean into who God is as a father, Le- lean in who he is as a parent, lean in what he has to say that he wants to be a blessing to your children and your children's children. He wants there to be a legacy. Any place there is a place where there's tension in your finances or a tension in, in, in trusting God to, at, to be a need meter. Lean in. Learn who He is as a provider. Anytime there's a place where there's tension with your physical being, whether there's a sickness that's attacked, see that He is a healer. Lean in. Study that God is a healer. He didn't just heal years ago. He's still the healer today. He's still the healer today. He's still doing miracles. He's still changing our outcomes. He's still making our bodies line up with His perfect design. That is who He is in our lives. And when we begin to understand that, then we begin to live the life that we were intended to live. Folks, God is for us from first to last. From aloha to aloha, He's for us. He's with us.